Good morning, beautiful people. Oh, let me just give myself a really good stretch. All right. Okay. So it is currently 8.43 a.m. of 25th of December 2022. Merry Christmas to y'all who are celebrating. Hope you have a good Christmas and a happy new year ahead. I hope everybody is doing well, uh, feeling great, doing great. And if you're not doing great, you know what it is. You'll eventually will feel great. Like you'll get there at some point. Right. So um, today's episode will be, as you have seen on the artwork about Avatar. Uh, Avatar, the way of water. So I brought my parents to Mid Valley yesterday to actually go and watch the movie. And I, because both my parents and I, we are such movie junkies. Like, I remember back in London, we even paid for this membership with Cineworld, uh, where I think you only had to pay for, like, £50, and then, like, you get to watch unlimited amount of movies. So that was so much fun. I remember that we even watched Dilwale for about three times, and we could just literally watch any movie ever every other movie that was on display because it was like a monthly subscription i don't know if like malaysia has that i don't know about tgv or jesse whether or not we have that but um it was pretty cool it was pretty cool we had so much fun like every other weekend we're watching a movie so um yes i am a movie junkie and i don't usually do movie reviews because uh i'm not a movie thing expert because uh but avatar y'all avatar y'all if you have not already go uh, have have not already watched it please go and have a watch edit although it ha- uh, it will be taking three hours of your time i assure you it is the bomb.com like if you ask me to rate it one out of ten i would actually rate it 15 out of 10 make that 20 out of 10 you know like Three hours pass by like nothing. But please do bring yourselves a sweater. Because like I wore like quite thick, thin, sorry, thin clothes. So, and I'm also anemic. So that mean that meant a lot of shivering throughout the, um, throughout the movie. So I had to like hug my mom half body. Because like it was so cold and I was shivering the entire time. Uh, so yeah, please do like keep yourself warm. Okay keep yourselves warm okay anyway um again i would actually watch avatar for the second time and actually like take notes of the movie itself but um i'm sorry i breathed through the mic i'm so sorry um but instead of doing that i think i mean you know i can just like as my friend said i can just look it up online basically on the spoilers uh so that's that right okay cool so i want to talk about avatar because obviously it is the bomb.com uh that is number one uh number two there is so much that you can learn from this movie like three hours yes come at me another more three hours let's go right so um uh fair warning to y'all um if you haven't watched the avatar and you do not want to hear about spoilers i'm telling you please skip this episode and actually come back to it when you have already watched it um okay when i watched this movie no i want to talk about avatar one right i want to talk about how i felt 
Avatar 1. Let's see when was Avatar 1 released? Avatar 2009, y'all. It's currently 2022. You minus 2009, you get 13 years. So it has been 13 years since the first launch of Avatar. It was back in 2009. Wow, what the heck? I was standard 6. I was 12. Eh, 2009. Ah, betul lah. I was 12. 2009. Okay, anyway. So, uh, 2009, 13 years later, here we are. We've got Avatar 2. And it is thebomb.com. Oh my god. It was so much fun. Oh my god. I don't know about other, like, cinemas, but uh, Mid Valley has this, like, really freaking cool setup that makes you feel like you're on a movie premiere, but it's just Avatar um, showing. And, oh my god, there was, like, a movie every other half an hour or no no i bet it was more frequent than that so please do go and spend some time and money on avatar <laughs> i will be so <laughs> okay never mind um but yeah it is so worth the three hour and 15 minute watch so um if i am willing to go and watch it again you should definitely go and watch it oh hold on hello Uh, I had to pause because I thought it was... I was like, wait, why does why did the bird chirps... Bird chirping so loud? And then it, it turned out it was my brother sending signals. Hello, excuse me, do you want breakfast? <laughs> it was my brother, it wasn't some bird. Okay. Uh, hold on. Right, let's get back to it, right? Okay, so um, Avatar, Avatar. So I was saying I want to talk about the first feeling I had when I watched Avatar. I remember, I don't exactly remember what Avatar 1 was entirely all about. Like, I, I mean, the whole story because obviously it was a really long movie as well. But I remember the feeling that I had when I watched Avatar. And I think... A movie is is quite powerful if you can remember the feeling. Like like I think it's a, I mean come on, it has to be a good movie if it leaves you an emotional, not scar but but more like an emotional gift. Like Avatar basically gave us or at least me that emotional gift of. This is what it feels like to go into another world. Like, you know, when I remember watching Avatar 1 and feeling and feeling like, how the heck did they do this? How the heck did they have the imagination to um, design an entire world so beautiful and so out of this mind? And it's so chantik, right? Like, you're like, wow, what if there is a world out there that, that looks exactly like this or even better, right? So I remember that feeling of, oh, wow, there's another world out there and it's so pretty. And that's just basically the emotional gift that I got from Avatar 1. So of course, of course, you guys have to come and watch Avatar 2. And I am not paid to say this. I am just a satisfied customer. <laughs> okay, so um, the thing with my, I guess, interpretation of things, right? Like I can get very deep unnecessarily like i have to constantly tell myself lately especially that i mean it's not that deep it it really is not that deep like it doesn't have to be that deep right and so when i watched avatar 2 in the middle of the movie i'm like wow i can learn so much from this movie like i love i love 
every single scene and every single thing and how this can all be related to our psychological behaviors and like and i just i just kept on like contemplating and reflecting like throughout the movie and i just i was like wow i can make an entire episode about this and i was so freaking excited to do it you know there's just so many things that you can actually learn and so that is what essentially this episode is going to be about and i promise you it will be the bomb.com especially after you've watched it so you'll appreciate the movie a lot more okay so i just watched it yesterday so the movie is really quite fresh in my mind um so let's let's dive into it right okay um again if you have not watched it then you may pause this episode because there will be a lot of um spoilers okay so um i don't know where do i begin but i think when the movie started it was like yes i'm it, it felt like like the same again like as in okay, we're diving into another world again. We're going into another world. Like, this is the same world. If I could, like, summarize Avatar 2 and compare it to Avatar 1, Avatar 1 felt like, okay, we're going on a spaceship, you know, like, we're going on a trip and our favorite rocket ship zooming through the skies. Little Einstein. <laughs> it felt like we were going into another world that was that was avatar one and then like oh my god chantiknya like you would never think that there would be a place you know as i said previously like, okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ulang myself however avatar 2 is like you know you're going into the same world except that this time around it's not above water like it's more underwater and it's basically just just how life on water or in water is um and and it's and it and it still gives me it gave me that that still new feeling that that feeling of entering into a new world so like you already know that you are already in a like like when you watch avatar you know that you're going to be you know zooming into a world that is just different like it's like a different world can but now it's like in this different world there is even a more different world which is the underwater world or if that makes sense right so that's how it felt like lah uh and oh, on top of which it's action-packed so i think like avatar one was very like chill very like okay lah got some action but i don't think is it was as action-packed as avatar 2 so i am someone who is I love action movies, so I really, really appreciate that there was so much action in this movie. So the balance between, oh my god, there was so many balance. Like I felt like this movie is amazing because there's so much balance in the sense that it actually um, addresses a lot of like, okay, you've got like family stuff, you've got like breath work, you've got um, like alienation, you've got so many aspects that you can learn from i think so that's why i think in this episode what we're going to do is we're going to go through scene by scene and then we're going to go through the characters in the movie and basically what we can learn from it and it's going to be lit it's going to be lit and okay right so again let's get into it i will not exactly go like in detail but like 
I think let's just talk about the major spoilers lah kot. Major events, I think. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, Colonel Miles Quaritch, right? The guy who was in the elite fighting squad, right? He is jahat lah, basically. Okay. And he is now a recombinant, which is uh, basically a Na'vi avatar embedded with the memories of a human. And so he's out for vengeance against Jake lah. So I do is that's the thing. Like I actually don't quite remember what happened in Avatar One and if Jake killed him. I think that's what happened lah. Like Jake killed Colonel Miles, and um, and so that's why this Miles guy is back for vengeance, right? Um, and so when he's back for vengeance in the form of Avatar, everything else is like. Um, with his military training and stuff and the size of an avatar. So it's like, like he is ready to fight Jake, basically. So that's why he's like back with vengeance lah. He's out for vengeance. So uh, Jake ni, to protect his people, he has to make the difficult decision to step down as Toruk Makto. <laughs> uh, as the leader of the Omatikaya punya clan lah. So he has to leave his homeland because he knows that Jake, Jake pula, because he knows that Colonel Miles ni is out and about to basically hunt him lah. Ah, okay. So dia bawa lah family dia semua pergilah berhijrah ke tempat lain sebab dia nak jaga. Like because he doesn't want to basically, he doesn't want to um, like let let his clan, uh, the apa namanya? Omatikaya punya clan to be destroyed by the elite fighters tu lah, kan? Because once they know the whereabouts, memang dia akan bakar semua and things like that lah. Mereka menjahat kan? Okay. So, he had to migrate. So, when he migrated, he he migrated to this land of, uh, I forgot what's the name of the land, but it's basically the Metkayina land lah. So, Metkayina land ni is the clan yang, clan yang live uh underwater macam they 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 are basically macam clan asal Jake Sali ni diorang ni forest people tapi yang Metkayina clan ni they're actually a clan that lives underwater they don't live underwater per se but water is their main macam ah uh, kalau kalau dulu clan dulu tu dekat forest ah uh, ni clan ni dekat water so i remember lah like at the end of the movie tu i said my mama tengok ah uh, nanti like the third sequel mesti is about ah uh, udara pula kan <laughs> like oh you already have forest like apa fire stone earth is stone pula fire earth water whatever shit kan macam you'll never know what what the third one would be like but i imagine like okay you've covered the land you've covered the earth you've you've covered the now you've covered the water so next maybe fire or air i don't know <laughs> so um i don't know but it's interesting lah because as i said lah macam like you already know you're going into a different world but avatar 2 is like you are in a different world and they 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 let you drown in a in a more different world you're not you're not drowning lah you're you're really swimming through another different world so macam dia macam lagi best oh macam oh my god like life underwater who thought uh, it would be that cantik you know like but i think that is also the signature of avatar movies lah like they ensure the details you know oh my god i'm telling you i think the details of avatar is 
is what keeps us like th- it is the signature of the movie number one and number two that is what I think makes it extraordinarily like it took you 13 years to release this movie yeah yeah I expect you to take 13 years because the amount of details that you can see is actually just insane and it makes the whole experience even more real you know yeah So that's that lah. Okay. So after they move to Metcarina punya clan ni, they will have to learn the customs and the traditions of the water clan. Uh, so initially, there was some resistance lah uh, from the water clan ni to to accept Jake and his family untuk kiranya macam dia seek uh, protection lah. Uh, they kata macam, obviously there was resistance lah because if you're running away from your clan, then that means you are in trouble. And if you come here looking for protection from our land, that means you're bringing the trouble here to our land. If if you get what I mean, can because obviously they are hunting him. So at one point, somebody will get hurt. So it was also a matter of like you know the whole migration thing and how the water clan was like trying to accept them. You know. I think there's a lot to learn lah from there also. I mean like even Islamic history pun macam you know we talk about hijrah and we talk about like things like you know meng meng oh my god what's the word but basically accepting orang yang berhijrah tu lah and and accepting them as tetamu yang kita patutnya utamakan lah kot dan muliakan kan. Um, so I think that in itself that was the value that we could learn from the entire water clans trying to accept Jake Sully and his family and giving them the protection that they need even though but nasib baiklah because Jake Sully ni macam he has created I mean he is known for his leadership kan so like the leader of the water clan ni pun macam you know the Metkayinas pun macam okay lah to accept uh, Jake Sully because of his leadership background kan right so Banyaklah konflik dia Skip that, skip that, skip that Skip lah all these details and everything But uh, so Skip, 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 skip Okay, skip everything Okay, right I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the hardship lah Bila orang pindah tu Obviously banyak benda diorang nak kena belajar So there's a lot to learn There's a lot to um, And then obviously because you're a bit different Like his kids are hybrid kan technically So uh, they have four Four, eh, sorry, they have five fingers instead of four. So, like that physical difference made them um, prone to be alienated by the people of Water Clan. So, macam of course lah, anak-anak dia kena bully. Anak-anak dia macam, oh, you have very small tail, macam very tiny tail, and then you have lima jari instead of four. So you're a weirdo kind of thing. And so that in itself already created like a lot of conflict lah. Ah, uh, so itu pun macam fun juga lah for us to learn kan. Um, that obviously when you go through migration, there will be changes that you need to adapt to. But at the end of the day, like even though you're different from other people, you can adapt. Like humans are made to be adaptable. So even, so I guess if you feel like, oh, when you move to a new place and like you have so much to learn. Yes, you have so much to learn because it's a new place. You have to start somewhere and you will feel alienated and you will feel a little dumb because it's not your way and it's not your place and it's not your home. So it makes sense lah. For you to feel what you want to feel, you know, right? So, um, at the end of the movie, right? <laughs> I'm skipping so much actually, <laughs> but at the end of the movie, uh, Jake says, "We are sea people now, and this is our home. 
I can't save my family by running. This is our fortress and this is where we make our stand. I think when he made that, when, when Jake made that closing voiceover, right? I felt like that one was like, like it felt like, oh my God, the chills were creeping up on me in the sense that because they migrated in a way from 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 their forest uh, life, right? And then they had to adapt to the sea uh, life, uh, the, the, the way of the water, right? So um, at the end of the movie, when they say we are sea people now, you know, like it 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 is it felt like so much liberating lah because much oh you move to from a different world from a different place to another different place and then you adapted and you went through all the challenges and he even lost his uh, first born child son his first born son was uh, had a fatal uh, accident kena kena tembak lah basically masa nak safekan the brother and all that jazz so uh, he lost his first born and his firstborn was buried uh, in Matkayina lah, uh, with the with the Matkayina punya clan. So that's why, like when when he said we are sea people now, tu right? you know, like I feel like yes, you deserve to call yourself the sea people now, because uh, the sea people because yeah you have learned the way of the waters. You have learned how the customs and traditions of the water clans, and you even have your firstborn child all buried down in the sea of the Mekayina punya place lah. So I felt like yes, you are deserving to call yourself. You are sea people now. So it's like it's pretty cool lah. Like like Dorani, they're forest people and they're also sea people. So you don't know what's gonna come up in like the third Avatar movie, right? Like. For all you know, as I said lah, macam I was just joking with my mom, like how, oh, nanti tetah udara pula kan. <laughs> and then it would be so cool lah. And then, I don't know, maybe like all of these elements combined will make them the greatest avatar ever or whatever lah. I don't know, I'm just like memberangan je sebenarnya sekarang ni. Memberangan is not a word by the way. <laughs> okay. Right, so, skip, 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 skip. Yes, okay, I strongly feel there will be Avatar 3 because um, Cameron, uh, if you guys watch the movie lah, like, nanti korang tengok, korang takkan tahulah siapa Cameron kan, but Cameron ni, dia leave other mysteries unsolved that could actually prove as critical to the movie tau. So, for example, like, Kiri ni, Oh, I, I haven't spoke about Kiri, but I will talk about Kiri. But basically, Kiri is the biological daughter of Cameron. So, we don't know who Kiri's father is, but um, that, that that's the thing lah. Like, unsolved mysteries are, for example, Kiri's father, tak tahu siapa. And then, uh, we don't know what what is Kiri's mysterious connection to Ewa. So, Ewa is the, tu lah kan, macam diorang punya god of, I don't know what you call it but um yeah basically Kiri ni anak Cameron lah tapi tak tahu bapak dia siapa and dia ni macam special ah uh, dia macam dia ada power sikit Kiri ni so it's quite interesting and they didn't really dive into what other powers that Kiri may have ah uh, so macam you know this all all this unsolved mystery ni uh, quite interesting lah okay right so Let's talk about fa- uh, family dynamics um, in Avatar. So, Jake punya anak-anak lah. Jake punya family in itself. So, this is where we're going to dive into like their specific characters. 
and I will basically try I will basically not try like I wouldn't even try because like when I was watching the movie like all of these ideas just came and it's like oh wow okay okay like you know when you watch it and you're like ooh <laughs> you're like ooh I can learn so much from this guy from that guy okay so let's go let's go through their family dynamics okay so there's this uh, saying that they say at the end and at the beginning of the movie when they moved to that uh, new place then the guy Metkayina punya clan tu like the kids were like oh we want to go home we don't want to be here apa semua because it's a new place and they have to adapt and they have to learn and stuff like that and they were bullied as well so like bapak dia ni and Jake ni macam say lah okay suddenly stick together suddenly stick together you know so that was pretty cool lah macam like okay whatever it is suddenly stick together that was at the be- beginning of the movie so at the end of the movie after the punya firstborn tu mati pun like they still check out okay the suddenly stick together suddenly stick together so it was pretty cool lah right so in Sally's punya family ni like dia ada empat orang anak lah tapi seorang is Kiri so he had the first one the firstborn and then Kiri and then dia ada Loak The anak-anak sulung dia Netayam nama dia Lepas tu yang anak ketiga tu Loak Tapi anak kedua kiri tu Bukan anak dia Anak angkat dia Because Tu anak Cameron Dengan tak tahu Siapa bapak dia lah ha, Lepas tu anak Bongsu dia is Tuk Nama pendek Tuk lah So kiri ni Because dia ni Grace Augustine punya Biological daughter Dia dia ni Dia, an, dia, dia ni anak angkat kan Tapi dia <laughs> Jake basically Ambil dia sebagai anak angkat lah After her mother's death. Uh, so, dia punya parentage tu is actually unknown. Dia tak tahu. Like, he, she knows who her mom is. But she doesn't know who her dad is. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a bit weird lah. Macam tu kan. Okay. Uh, but other than Kiri. Uh, you can actually see that the Sally family ni is. Has also accepted a human boy named Spider. As their adopted son. Uh, so, Spider ni pula. Dia ni anak. Anak Colonel Miles yang jahat tu. ah Dia anak Miles. And dia tak sukalah benda tu. Spider ni dia tak dia tak suka knowing that his dad is a bad guy. Macam tu lah. But uh, because he's adopted by Jake. So technically anak dia lima. Ha, macam tu. Um, Spider ni function lah juga. Dia punya dia punya karakter kat dalam Sally family ni. So yeah. So, dia, dia dibesar kat Spider ni is actually brought up in Na'vi ways of life and he identifies himself more with the natives instead of his birth heritage as a human. So, he's a human being but he, ala, macam Tarzan lah, you know. Macam Tarzan, macam Jungle Book. So, macam like you're human but you prefer to identify yourself as uh, as how you were brought up as, faham tak? Uh, macam tu lah. Cik, uh, kalau I tanya faham macam lah korang boleh jawab eh. <laughs> Masalah. Right, so anyway. Uh, carrying on kan. Okay, so very briefly lah. Um, we're going through each character but very briefly. And I, I just want to talk about like who they are and what we can learn from them. Okay, so let's talk about their oldest, uh, oldest son lah. Nama dia Netayam. So Netayam ni, dia memang because he's also the oldest. So dia, he is mature. He is more mature daripada adik dia yang luak. Dia nombor tiga tu. So, he is more... Macam mana? He retains the wise, the kind nature of his mother and he has a confident and strong demeanor lah. So, you can see that his connection dengan Jake 
dengan the dad is more stronger lah because uh, ialah anak sulung kan uh, macam tu so Natayam ni dia dia tries to act more responsibly and he always look out for his brothers and sisters and he's always that 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 you know abang abang long kind of vibe lah uh, Natayam ni so he tries to act more responsibly he feels like there is an added responsibility to take care of his younger siblings and he tries to follow his father father's punya macam perangai lah so macam you can see that Natayam ni can reflect Uh, his dad punya behavior ataupun his dad punya dictations lah so you can see he is more macam he is more uh, what's it called lah bukan oblige dia macam dia lagi menurut lah perintah bapak dia tu daripada as compared to adik dia nombor tiga yang lowak tu so uh, what can we learn lah kot daripada Natayam ni yelah obviously jadilah Abang Long yang always protect <laughs> Adik-adik Oh jadilah seorang Abang Long yang function lah ha, Yang mecut lah Yang yang boleh diharap lah ha, Jikalau anda adalah seorang Abang Long <tiba>, Tiba Do your thing man as an Abang Long I guess so yeah be like Natayam Tiba Okay Right 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 Okay so anak ketiga orang Loak Okay Loak ni is basically the youngest son lah So tadi we had Natayam which is the first son and then we have Loak. So Loak is the second second technically is the second son tapi by age Kiri is second lah sebab Kiri lagi tua daripada Loak tapi dia lagi muda daripada Natayam. So uh, Loak ni dia he is different lah from the rest of his siblings. He he appears to be more macam uh, in fact physically speaking pun dia eyebrows dia dengan Uh, five fingers dia tu um, Macam Macam ada lah uh, Tapi nak V sebenarnya Tak ada pun Dia tak ada brows And ada four fingers je So macam Pelik lah Bila dia ada lima fingers kan uh, So The result of his physical dif- uh, Physical difference In appearance tu Eh Apa aku ni Difference in physical appearance tu Yeah uh, Makes him feel like Dia ni an outcast lah Among his own people His own family His own clan So uh, Bila abang dia tu Yang Natayam tu Nampak macam Oh role models right? Dia macam very responsible And all of that jazz kan So Lewat ni pun Dia pun nak lah Jadi macam abang dia Dia nak lah tunjuk Dia pun nak proof Yang He can be as responsible And he can be Good lah basically kan as as macam mana abang dia tunjuk tapi dalam keadaan dia nak prove himself tu he always find himself in jeopardy he always finds himself macam ada je masalah-masalah je dia, dia sebenarnya nak prove himself tapi bila dia buat sesuatu benda tu tak menyumbang kepada dia punya wanting to prove himself to his dad tu ah ha, dia cause more trouble adalah Ha, macam tu And dia ni more adventurous Dia careless ha, Dia dia tak kisah Dan dia tak adil to the codes or the rules Yang abang dia bagi Ataupun bapak dia bagi Tapi dalam keadaan dia macam tu He's also very protective of his family lah And apa And uh, on top of which He is also friends with Ada satu ikan ni Which is very is is a deathly eh, Deathly pula Deadly fish yang memang uh, Apa What's it called? Macam very... Deadly lah, deadly. Nama fish tu tulkun. And nama... Eh, jenis 
jenis I think jenis kot Jenis ikan tu tukun Tapi nama dia payakan And payakan ni pun outcasted juga So macam The similarity that they shared Is the is the fact that they are They feel that they are outcasted Tapi macam Payakan tu dia memang outcasted lah Sebab dia ah ha, Sebab something happen lah Korang tengok lah movie panjang pula Aku nak bercerita kan ha, Tapi diorang ni dua-dua Um, they're both outcasted so, or, or, or at least macam si Loak ni He feels he is outcasted Because of the differences that he had So same goes to Payakan lah Which is the fish that he bonded with And had a friendship lah Okay So um, I guess they Between Loak and Payakan They formed a brotherly relationship which revolved around or rather which rooted from that feeling of loneliness so it's something that they can relate to lah ha, macam diorang ni diorang rasa macam they're always often misunderstood you know um, macam diorang ni outcasted lah basically kan ha. tapi nak katanya uh, it was because of that friendship tu uh, payakan ni dia dah selamatkan lowak masa lowak ni Stuck dekat kapal lah Something like that lah ah, Okay Korang tengok lah sendiri Watch it Watch the movie And you get what I mean But essentially I think I want to talk about that 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 bond That was created Or rather formed From their uh, Familiarity Or rather Similarity of Being outcasted And feeling alone And feeling like They're a weirdo And things like that Macam you actually They've actually bonded Based on that And it's actually sad lah If you think about it But The way I see it Is that I think I've mentioned this Previously In in I, I'm not entirely sure Which episode But I've mentioned before About how like God Tests us Very differently Kan Uh, like he knows our capacities are different but he test but sometimes let's talk about mental health kan and that's my baby nephew <laughs> uh, but sometimes uh, macam ni nak cakap yes God knows our that we have different mental and emotional capacities but mental illness is something that oh God 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 test people Okay, macam kau, kekuatan kau lain, kekurangan kau lain, tapi uh, you are tested with the same thing. You are tested with mental illness, for example. But your mental capacities are different. Your emotional capacities are different. And in fact, your physical health is also different. So, the way you tackle your mental illness, it will be different. It will be different. And the beauty, and the beauty behind this is that Uh, how do we say this the beauty behind the difference in our capabilities and capacities when it comes to mental illness or it, when it comes to any other uh, dugaan for that matter is that we will eventually uh, belajar that oh okay there is this problem but there are many ways for us to solve that problem why? because there are many different people of that they are made of different capacities ni they have come up with their own ways of dealing or tackling with mental illness so i guess that in itself is also the core reason or the core subject of season x that 
yes, there are already so many people out there that talks about mental illness and it's like we have an abundance of mental health information out there but she says season X is different in a sense that we are trying to contribute to that uh, vast pool of knowledge or information that is there. Like we are trying to show to you that hey, uh, there are other methods or rather there are different perspectives as to how you would want to approach something that is related to the mental health department, right? So uh, there, that's that lah. Like, like I know it's really unnecessarily deep, but I can't help it, guys. I'm, I'm a HSP. I am just, I just, I don't know. I just have this extra layer of depth in my mind and so i think i don't want to resist it like if i think i can turn something into a deep conversation or if i if i think that something is deeper than what it is then i will not force it like i will not like resist it basically so yeah i know that this can be unnecessarily deep but i would like to thank the universe and God and the higher self that yes I am acknowledging that I am that I have this gift of being able to interpret something very very deeply very very differently from other people so watching Avatar is very much um what macam <laughs> oh deepnya cerita ni Allah best in cerita ni because it's like you have all the details of the CGI's and like like obviously these people are great at doing what they do and on top of that they they sugarcoat like it's not sugarcoat they coated it you know like they on top of every single like CGI animation whatever shit technical stuff that they do for the movie like you have all these values that you can learn you know and for me it's a bit mind blowing lah honestly um and i wasn't even mentally tired i was just like i know i was mentally active when i was watching the movie <laughs> which is something that barely rarely happens lah uh okay so mom knocked on the door and now i have a brain fart i don't know lah where did i stop but it's okay uh, okay so i think yeah okay yeah i was saying i was saying like how mind blowing this avatar thing is for me lah Because like, I am a deep person, so I I watched the movie being mentally active. I think macam kalau you tengok action movie, especially ataupun macam mysterious movies kapa, yes, you are mentally active. But watching Avatar 2, oh my god, I was like next level mentally active. Like I'm actually aware I am mentally active. Okay, tiba. Right, so uh, carrying on. So that was basically low up in your story lah. Like, you know, okay, I don't want to recap that. The next uh, two characters that I want to talk about is Kiri and Tuk. So Kiri is anak, anak yang, what's it called? Oh my God, what's her name? I forgot what's her name. Never mind. But basically Kiri ni anak angkat tu lah. Allah, bunyi anjing pula. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, whatever. Just bear with the dog bark. Kings, okay. So anyway, Kiri and Tuk, right? So Kiri ni dia appears to be even more mystifying. Dia ni macam sebab dia ni kan kita tak tahu bapa dia siapa, tapi kita tahu mak dia siapa, tapi kita tak tahu bapa dia siapa satu. Kedua dia ni nampak macam wah rancak anjing anjing ni. <laughs> oh my god, where are you guys barking at? Shut up, just shut up, shut up, shut up, just shut up. Oh, okay. 
Cool. So, uh, Kiri... Whoa, rude. Okay, tak boleh buat apa. Never mind. It's not that loud. It can be louder actually. So, um, so Kiri is the adopted daughter lah. And Jake and Netiri, his wife, is uh, very protective of dia punya adopted daughter Kiri ni. Ah, And she always macam, she opens up her about her experiences, about how she feels, apa semua, semua dengan parents dia lah, Jake dengan Netiri ni. Um, because Kiri ni, dia very different in the sense that dia ni, macam ni nak cakap, um, dia ni dilahirkan dalam keadaan yang macam, uh, I don't know what's the word lah, Vera. Okay, as she was born out of Grace's catatonic avatar body, Kiri ni dia macam luak juga. So she she also always feel like alienated lah in a community because she is a bit different. Not a bit. Tata, the thing the the, the unsolved mystery in Avatar Two is is Kiri's abilities like power abilities like kita tahu dia ni macam mana lah, macam tu lah. Uh, sebab dia experience seizures Bila dia try to connect dengan Apa benda tu Alah tak ingat lah apa benda But but she experiences seizures Dia boleh nampak visions And she has some like Special connectivity to N Enwa pula Ewa So so that 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 um, Macam really highlights that Kiri is someone who is different lah Okay So, um, she also has like this deep spiritual connection with Ewa, as I've said earlier, to the point where she can communicate with them. And, eh, sorry, not with Ewa, with um, creatures of Pandora. Pandora tu nama tempat tu lah. She can actually form a connection and she can communicate with them, like she can form a bond with them, um, which makes her extremely special lah. Uh, among the Na'vi people ni kan And so um, Dia bagi tahulah dekat Jake Dia bagi tahu kat bapak dia yang You know Dia boleh rasa The mighty presence of Ewa around her And bila dia bond dengan Metkayina Metkayina punya tree of life ha, That's what it is Metkayina punya tree of life ni Untuk connect dengan Ewa So dia, dia cuba Kan macam dekat Even dekat diorang punya initial place Macam they, they have this tree of life kan So Ewa ni if I'm not mistaken Macam diorang I tak tahu lah I imagine Ewa to be like their god lah Macam tu kan So Si Kiri ni Eh Ewa ni macam protector kot If I'm not mistaken So Si Kiri ni dia nak try to make a connection dengan Ewa Through the tree of life But orang lain kalau try to do that, okay je. Tapi dia, dia akan suffer from seizures lah. And that seizure underwater tu can actually, can actually cause her to die. Uh, macam tu. So, bahayalah sebenarnya. So, dia ni macam, dia tak boleh nak connect dengan Ewa through the tree of life. Tapi dia boleh rasa the my, mighty and majestic presence lah. Uh. Of of A1 ni Sebab I remember Just malam I tengok Macam Jake tanya dia Oh how does it feel like uh, If I'm not mistaken Dia cakap mighty Mighty ke majestic presence I tak ingat But something like that lah Dia macam share lah Dengan Jake Like how she feels About A1's presence Macam tu 
So so kita we can we basically what we can conclude about Kiri ni dia memang special lah di lain sikit. And it's because of her unsolved mysteries, we know that Avatar Tree or rather we can sort of like macam Avatar ni mesti ada movie ketiga ah ha, sebab ada unsolved mysteries kan. About about Kiri punya abilities and stuff like that. Right. So um I want to talk about this scene this particular scene masa tu uh, at the end towards the end of the movie tu mak dia dengan adik dia yang tuk tu dia stuck in what's it called uh, stuck dalam ship tau sebab ship tu dia terbalik lah lepas tu dia orang stuck and stuff like that so uh, because Kiri is different right dia ni dia ada power dia lah I tak tahu lah dia boleh connect dengan these creatures and these creatures they actually light up. So dekat dalam kapal tu it's actually quite dark tau. Tapi because dia boleh dia ada power sikit kan dia macam lain sikit. Dia boleh bawa these people bukan people sorry these creatures uh, with her. Macam dia ada power lah basically. So bila dia berjalan dia boleh swim kat dalam tu macam bercahaya lah jalan dia sebab of these creatures. Ah macam tu lah. And what I really like about what she said, um, actually this, the thing yang dia cakap ni, macam uh, mana eh? Ah, yelah, dia cakap waktu scene tu lah. Uh, and it's something, it's also a, a, a quote that was said at the beginning and at the end of the movie. So macam tadi, the stylist stick together and the second one is this, this, I don't know what you call this, like face ke, phrase ke, apa tak tahulah. Tapi, Uh, basically, she said something like this. No, I googled already what she said. So, to quote to quote her, she said, The sea is your home before your birth and after your death. Our hearts beat in the womb of the world. Our breath burns in the shadows of the deep. The sea gives and the sea takes. Uh, the, this, this ayat ni was was mentioned at the beginning if I'm not mistaken and also at the end but more primarily at the end lah masa anak sulung Jake ni mati and diorang tengah bury the kid and stuff you know um, so uh, that's this is something that they have said bukan sorry I'm sorry ni bukan kiri yang cakap ni Allah apa nama perempuan tu tak ingat lah tapi perempuan ni anak ketua clan Aye tu. Ha. Dia yang cakap ah dia macam the sea is your home before your birth and after your death. Our hearts beat in the womb of the world. Our breath burns in the shadows of the deep. <laughs> the sea gives and the sea takes. Tu masa the sea takes tu ah dia punya scene dia anak sulung dia kena tanam lah macam tu. Lepas tu, tapi macam benda ni, dia best lah. Sebab macam even though like you are watching a movie, but for me personally lah, when they said this sentence kan, macam the sea is your home. And the scene is actually like you swimming through in the sea, apa semua kan, macam dia tunjuk. The sea ni is actually your home. Even before your birth, apatah lagi after your death. Lepas tu dia kata, our hearts, beat in the womb of the world and when it says the womb of the world I imagine it to be like at the very core of the earth I don't know how you get to the core of the earth but deep deep down underneath the sea again like you can actually 
Yes, it's actually that deep lah. Macam, it's very deep. Like, it feels like the sea is the womb of the world. Like, you don't know what else is in the sea. You know? Like, even the human punya exploration pun can only go to a certain depth, kan? And then, um, dia kata, our breath burns in the shadows of the deep. Ni, I kurang faham sikit. Our breath burns in the shadows of the deep. Okay, I don't want to force it. Because like if I can't interpret something, I just don't want to. I just don't want to force it. It, it. it will come when it comes, right? And and they get the sea gives and the sea takes, you know. So much. Um, I don't know. It re- it just reminds me like how God can give and God can always take. So that that in itself is like the kind of reflection that I had lah. Masa that particular scene. Okay, going back to when uh, si Kiri ni nak selamatkan mak dia dengan adik dia. So dia kan dah bawa macam those creatures yang bercahaya tu. And then I suka, sangat suka the fact that um, they were talking about how so Kiri ni, macam dia sampai kat mak dia and dia, dia cakap kat mak dia, you will be fine. Something like that lah. I tak ingat lah exactly the words. Tapi dia macam cakap, calm down, breathe, 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 breathe. You will be fine. I will give you macam dia bukan pelampung Dia more tu Macam gas punya Creature tu Gives you more air lah Basically So dia kata Like mom I will give you benda ni And then you'll be fine You can be You can breathe And we will get out of here Tapi nak katanya macam Oh Dia macam I love I would like to promote The 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 idea of being calm So dia macam pretty cool lah Sebenarnya Sebab macam Like In in a moment of distress kan Macam Weh Serious ah, You know Macam Macam mana nak cakap So The same concept right The same concept of This whole breathing thing And uh, Breathing thing What did I say man Breathing thing And the whole Idea of calming down Like Calm down in a moment of distress the first thing that you should do is calm down breathe then you will be able to think ah so itu i think is what i want to talk about breath work right breath work ni we really like i personally i don't know about you guys but you know what based on my experience we laugh about this whole thing like because we feel like it's just breathing man how hard can it be to breathe we do that every day but the thing is we have been doing it wrong Ah, uh, we only breathed right when we were a baby if I'm not mistaken but now bila kita dah besar due to external factors and stuff we actually have been breathing wrong so what we have to be doing is actually when we when we say we want to do breath work we actually pause our life and actually take up that extra energy and effort to learn how to breathe properly ah okay and i think breath work is bukan i think i could see breath work was something that was really really macam promoted throughout avatar punya avatar 2 punya movie ni which is i which is something that i feel macam Yes, thank you. Let's talk about breath work. You know, like let's show to people how breathing can help. Ah, uh, in fact, there was actually a scene. I was so freaking impressed of this scene because it really, really was promoting breath work. I'm like, this is insanely good. Like how the anak pompuan ketua clan sea water tu aku tak ingat lah nama dia apa but she was teaching Loa how to breathe properly and the way she taught the guy was ac- 
actually the kind of breath work that we as human beings should be doing. So kalau kau nak tengok breath work ni macam mana, kau tengoklah avatar ni ah macam faham tak? Like there's so many things that you can learn and I'm just again, I'm mind blown. I love the fact that they have been like they have been throughout the movie what they do is they subtly talk about breath work they subtly show how should you be behaving in a distress situation and throughout as i said it, it was full of action kan so when it's action packed it also means there's a lot of distress going around but i love how they balanced it with calmness with breath work with just like calm down you know <laughs> calm down and breathe so you can focus so you can get back on track ah uh, macam itulah okay so breath work kan so itu baru contoh kiri i want to talk about women empowerment as well you can actually see women empowerment in this movie oh my god i love it okay i want to talk about jake's wife lah so jake's wife has always been seen as this prominent Uh, first lady, you know, uh, in the avatar world, kan? Macam, she's always been seen as someone like that. And what I really love is um, when, obviously, losing a child is painful, right? And when she lost her firstborn because he was shot, kan? Dia... This is what... She lost her mind, lah. She was crying, weeping and stuff like that. Bawling, right? But what Jake did was like, he basically snapped her out of it. He was like, bukanlah snap in a way yang macam kau hajar lah eh. Macam, eh tak payah nak nangis. No, obviously not like that lah. But it was more of like, okay, I need you to breathe. Like, I need you, I need you. Like, we still have our two girls on the ship being detained and I need you to focus. I need you to calm down. Like, I know we just lost our son, but we have to go and save our two daughters. So, I need you to breathe. I need you to keep yourself together so that you can focus on getting back our girls. We still have two more girls being detained. Macam itulah. That's how I interpreted the whole thing. And you know what happened? She did. She breathed. She calmed down. She breathed. And then she got fired up. And then she's like, dia bengang lah. Dia macam, yes, okay, fine. I'm focused. Now, let's go save our daughters. You know? And that, that was like so powerful, man. I felt like, whew, I felt like liberated. I felt like, yes, I am empowered by this. You know? Like, I feel very empowered. And it's just amazing, bro. Um, and on top of that, like before this particular scene at the end ni, there was another scene So, ketua, ya Allah, ya, aku tak ingat lah apa nama perempuan ni. Tapi, she is the wife of the ketua clan yang air tu. Okay, when they migrated, apa semua. I don't remember lah perempuan ni nama dia apa. Tapi, she is pregnant eh. Holy crap, man. This is a whole other level of women empowerment. This woman ah tak padan dengan dia punya pregnant tu. I felt so empowered and macam, yes, girl, who run the world, girls, you know, like, like Beyonce's run the world girl, run the world song just came up like, yeah, yes, this is women empowerment. Like there's nothing that there's no way that you watch that scene and you don't feel empowered lah, basically. So, um, 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 uh, brain fart. Uh, I still cannot remember lah where I stopped. That's it, guys. I brain fart. Now, which one? 
Uh, tapi basically nak katanya ah woman empowerment the lady was pregnant kan okey dia macam dia dia masa tu dia orang dah basically yang jahat tu kena mans tu dah, dah dah sampai dah dekat area yang water punya clan ni so dia orang ni dah nak pergi berperang lah sebab anak-anak dia orang ni semua macam tengah in danger so uh, what happened was so dia orang ni dah nak pergi berperang ni lepas tu laki dia macam cakap uh, you should stay kat rumah tak payah pergi fight macam tu kan tapi perempuan dia <laughs> Dengan Weh sumpah tak pandai dengan pregnant Weh dia macam No I'm going Something like that lah Macam dia gerak Weh dia gerak ah, Aku macam ya yeah. So apa Apalah lah alasan kita ni Yang dah lah tak kahwin lagi Tak pregnant lagi Bermalas-malasan lah Kot And dalam Buat kerja tu Seriously like Like when you watch that movie You feel so freaking empowered Like Yes Nobody can tell a woman to stay at home. Oh my god, tiba-tiba aku triggered. Like guys, if you think that you want your wives to be, uh, what's it called? If you want your wives to like do umar, do the traditional work and stuff like that. Well, I don't know, find yourself a woman like that. But do not suppress or oppress a woman who is um, career-driven. Like you know dia ni macam mana And you suppress dia You suruh dia duduk rumah Buat kerja rumah And And women out there I don't know what it's like To have a husband Who behaves like that But I wish you freedom Number one I pray that you Get yourself Out of it Like It doesn't have to necessarily Result in divorce But Do the I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where I'm getting this idea. It's probably from my higher self. But I feel like you should be talking about this with your partner. And on top of which, you should also, I don't know, find your way out to ensure that if you are a career-driven woman, you should be standing by your right to work or to do what you want to do, to, to, to be to pursuing your career or passion. Don't give in to what this guy just said. I I know lah, dear husband you. Tapi it's something that you should be discussing about. So I just I just feel like from this scene, kan, macam like you should not be suppressing or oppressing a lady dekat rumah. Like come on, like this scene is so powerful. Like if you don't feel that, well, I'm here to tell you, you should be feeling empowered when you see this particular scene. Right, so that covers women empowerment, okay? And I think I think I can wrap up this entire episode. But I, again and again and again, I would so freaking... I would so tell you guys to watch Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Again, I am not paid to do this episode. I am not paid guys. I can even emphasize that even more. But I really am just a satisfied customer. And I would watch it again. If anyone wants to go and watch it with me. Um, um, I hope. And, and, and with that. And with that. I hope uh, this review has been uh, amazing. And deep. And unnecessarily, and unnecessarily deep. Uh, but in a way that serves you and motivates you and benefits you in whatever way that it can. And so with that, I end my episode with um, saying that you should go and watch Avatar 2. It's so good. Okay. 
I have to go now. Everybody have a very good Sunday ahead. Take care. Bye now.